and welcome to Training Wheels, the podcast in which I talk to my high school friends about their first year in college and explore life without training wheels. Uh, This is our first interview episode. Very exciting. Uh, You just heard her. My guest is Kenzie Tomini. Kenzie, um, why don't you introduce yourself in uh, classic college freshman fashion? Uh, What's your name, major, and a fun fact about yourself? Oh, that's a lot of pressure. Fun fact about myself. Okay, so I'm Kenzie Tomini. Uh, My major is biomedical engineering at uh, ASU, Arizona State University. Uh, Fun fact about myself is that I have a black belt in karate. That's pretty cool. Have you had to use that in Arizona? (laughs) No. (laughs) Hasn't really come up. No, I mean, I'm taking a boxing class uh, next semester, so hopefully I'll get to, like, show up some men you know yeah like some people carry pepper spray or like mace but like you just got your mad body skills yeah I guess (laughs) I mean I still have like literally no muscles on my body so you know damn I know how to do the moves but like could I actually use them in a fight against a person no absolutely not you have like the first steps so true yeah you're like halfway there well we've been home from college for how long at this point? Uh, like a, like a, a little a over a month? Yeah. Or a little less. A little less than a month. I mean, I've been here longer than you. Yeah, that's true. So I don't know. But time doesn't really have any meaning over the summer, you know? That's true. So how, how are you feeling now that you've, like, had a little less than a month to, like, germinate? Like, how am I feeling Le- about, like, the year? Yeah. Or? Uh, I liked it. It was, like, probably one of the best years of my life, honestly. Really? Yeah, at least one of the best, like, school years of my life, you know? I'm sure, like, when I was, like, a little kid, I had, like, way more fun. What made it good? Uh, probably, like, you know, just, like, the freedom and, like, I don't know. College is just, like, a different atmosphere than, like, high school. Yeah, for sure. I get to, like, spend my free time how I want, and I'm just, like, in charge of myself, but I don't have to actually, like, pay to be in charge of myself because my parents like you know pay for me to eat and stuff right it's all the benefits and none of the struggle yeah that's true um so were your parents like strict like growing up like what were some of the like holds that they had on you that were like most noticeably absent in Tempe um definitely one thing is that like even up to my senior year of high school my mom had like a curfew for me that oh was my like God, yeah yeah do you remember that because like you got you and like Gage could stay out like as late as you wanted my mom would be like okay Kenzie on school nights I want you back by 10 yeah and on the weekend I want you back by midnight <laughs> and it's like it's basically like I don't know my mom has this thing where she feels like she can't fall asleep unless she knows like that I'm in the house like at night so she would like wait up for me and then she would decide that like my curfew was however late she felt like staying up that sounds like a personal problem on her part like she should just like take some melatonin or something (laughs) yeah so then like at college like you know I stayed up as late as I wanted you know I like sometimes I'd be like in the library until like literally 6 a.m and then walk by myself like my mom also doesn't like like me walking around like outside at night by myself right did that all the time in college which is like I kind of tried to point out to her, like, the hypocrisy, because I'm like, you can fall asleep easily, like, in Allen when I was, like, in Tempe, you know, and I was like, you had no idea where I was or what I was doing, and you slept just fine. She was like, yeah, I guess. I'm like, and now that I'm, like, I'm just, like, in the same town as you, and you know exactly where I am every night, but you, like, I'm not in the house, like, you can't sleep, doesn't make sense to me. So now that you're back, is she trying to, like, instill a curfew again? Um, no, not really. Not yet. 
she uh, figured out to yeah. loosen the reins a little bit. So, what was, like, one of your favorite, like, memories in college? Like, one day that you look back on and you're like, that, I'm, like, living the real life now. Oh, yeah. Okay, so, I remember um, one weekend, um, I went on a little, like, day trip that the school, like, organized um, with my roommate, Anna. And it was, like, um, to, like, Sedona and, like, this, like rock and like river formation there and so we just got to spend the day there like hiking like by the river and like hiking up some mountains and then like walking through the downtown Sedona and I really liked that yeah so do you feel like you got like more attached to like Arizona and like Tempe as an area rather than like ASU as a campus well I think I do like that like the ASU like um atmosphere and like culture is kind of like very outdoorsy and very like active yeah so it wasn't like even though like I would do things like that and I wasn't technically like doing something college related it was just part of the culture that like you know people would like go hike up a mountain whenever they wanted or like people like to like you know go for runs or like go to like the natural like formations nearby and just like check it out and like I don't know that's like I really liked that I mean part of the reason I chose Arizona is because I wanted to like go to a new state and experience something like different than what I've been experiencing my whole life yeah because I'm we don't really have as many like outdoorsy opportunities here yeah in Allen yeah talk a little bit about like why you chose ASU and how that decision came to be uh well basically when I was like applying for colleges I was applying to a lot of like uh like you know like richer fancier like I Maybe not like entirely Ivy League, but like more expensive and exclusive colleges. And I also applied to some colleges that were more like economically friendly. And like a lot of them offered scholarships for uh, national merit because I'm a national merit scholar. Right. And so I, I ended up getting into like a few of the like more expensive colleges that I wanted to get to, but I could not afford it. And Arizona was the best one out of all the economic friendly colleges that I like applied to. Which ones did you apply to that were cheat because of national merit uh oklahoma university wait yeah university OU. of oklahoma university of oklahoma yeah is that was that which way i don't remember which it's one called it OU, but it's called the university of oklahoma yeah it's just not the state one it's the yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, i applied to that one i applied to penn state oh i yeah. forgot about that yeah i got into penn state but i didn't really like it as much as asu you visited yeah so how was it when you got on campus for the first time and visited, visited it, like, what told you that this, that was your new home? Um, well, I'm, like, really inclined for, like, warm weather, so, like, one thing that drew me was just the fact that it was, like, really warm. Yeah. Uh, also, just, like, I don't know, like, I was expecting it to be, like, really, like, you know, like, a dry desert, so I was kind of expecting to, like, hate how the campus looked, but it was actually, like, really pretty, and, like, they had, like, lots of, like, greenery around, and, like, you know, I could, like, see mountains from where I was, Mm-hmm. And so, like, I don't know, I just kind of liked that part of it. Because, I mean, like, a lot of the colleges, like, their buildings don't really seem that different to me. Yeah. So, mostly I just, like, looked at, like, what the outside part of the campus looked like. Yeah, that makes sense. So, how would you usually spend, like, your typical weekend while you were there? Um, my typical weekend, uh, I usually, I went to frat parties, like, at the ni- during the night. Yeah. And, like, during the day, I was probably just, like, trying to catch up on, like, homework for the week. Or, yeah, I mean, I don't think I really, 
I mean, there was a few times I would have, like, weekend trips where, like, I would go to, like, um, the nearby, like, Arboretum, or I would go to, like, Sedona, like I said, Mm -hmm. or, like, I would go hike up a mountain. Sometimes, like, like, on Sunday mornings, like, people would go hike up a mountain, I'd join them. But, like, most of the time, it was just, like, trying to catch up on all the procrastinating I did the rest of the week. Yeah. Did your study strategies have to change at all for college? Um... The problem is I didn't change my study strategies when I should have. Yeah. And I still just kind of, like, limped along. So next year I probably should actually try to change them. But, yeah, I mean, like, it was kind of easier. The problem was with my parents not there, it was easier to kind of, like, indulge in my bad study habits. Right. Back at home when I, like, you know, would stay up really late, like, just doing my homework because I didn't feel like doing it during the day, my parents would, like you know get mad at me but like now I could do it and like my roommates would just be like Kenzie you're being an idiot but like besides that like no one was stopping me right also like your parents didn't they like help you wake up in the morning and things like that because yeah. you're in the <laughs> habit of sleeping in so yeah because I would stay up late I mean so I would like you know be still deep in like REM sleep when it was time to wake up so yeah how much of your mind space went towards academics versus life and was that different than how it was in high school? Um, a good part of my, like, mind space still went towards academics, but it was a lot less than in high school. Like, in high school, I was, like, all academics. You know, I was trying to get good grades to get into a college and, like, get scholarships for college. And I did not really spend that much time thinking about social stuff. Right. And then in college, I've spent, like, a lot more time working on social stuff. And, I mean, I managed to do that and still not get, like, horrible grades. So, I, like, you know, it was, it was fun. Yeah. Enjoyable. Yeah, like, you didn't really party in high school. No, I did not party at all in high school. I started, I mean, like, maybe I started partying, like, the last month of senior year, but, like, that's it. When all the grades were, like, turned in. Yeah. Yeah, and you were already accepted to college. Yeah, so I think I'm definitely trying to make up for, like, my prudish and, like, boring high school years. Do you think that set you behind and that you're, like, less seasoned than some other, like, college students? Uh, I was kind of worried about that, but not really. I, like, I found out that, like... I mean, I'm also, like, in the honors college, so a lot of the people I'm with are kind of, like, nerds who didn't really party that much in, like, high school, and so all of them are making up for it now. Yeah. So maybe, like, the general population is, like, more, like, seasoned and experienced than me, but, like, everyone I'm close to is all kind of in the same boat where they're all, like, I didn't start partying until, like, this year. Yeah. So what were some, like, memorable, like, party experiences or, like, learning curves that you had to go through? Yeah, I mean, I guess I never had gone to, like, an actual, like, party before, and so, like, going to, like, an ASU version of a frat party was, like, a little crazy. Yeah, because also, like, they're very notorious for their parties. Like, yeah. it's not just, like, a lame thing. It's yeah. a real thing. Yeah, so I went, so, like, uh, the very first, like, frat parties I really, like, tried to go to was, like, Halloween weekend, and so we went to, like, four different frat parties, like, in one night, and we saw lots of people, like, passed out in the front yard or, like, being carried out, and... Over the year, I've, like, I've run from the cops a few times when the cops busted parties. Do, do you think that that's, like, one of the most, like, representative, like, aspects of, like, your freshman year is your alcohol and drug consumption and experimentation? I, I think it is kind of a big deal. I feel like people always talk about how, like, people party a lot in college, and I was kind of like, yeah, but then adults are always all like, you know you don't have to party in college it's not that big of a deal but it actually is like a huge part of the culture like everyone I know like at least drinks like the minimum is everybody I know drinks then from that most people I know smoke weed and then from that more people I know do other drugs too so it's just like it's a it's like everywhere you are basically 
Yeah. What was your... Well, I, I have a feeling I know the answer to this, <laughs> but what's, like, your wildest, like, incident where you were, like, under the influence and d- doing young teen uh, things? I guess I'll just say... I'll just say, like, in general, that, like, I know people on my floor who have gotten arrested or caught by police for, like, drug use. Yeah. So, like, that's, like, kind of a thing that's happening. It is, in fact, illegal and bad. I think that there's... It's bad? Well, I think that there's, like, kind of, like, an immortality or, like, a sense of, like, power that, like, kids feel when they do it and pull it off. But, like... Because usually people don't experience the consequences. But then there's always, like, that one moment where you do and you're like, oh, shit, that's right. Yeah. This is illegal. Well, it's just kind of, like, frustrating because it's probably going to be legalized in the next few years in Arizona. And so we're just having to deal with the stuff that, like, is, like, it's still... or... Weed, yeah, sorry. Weed's probably going to be legalized. Because right now it's, like, legal for medical use. um, And it's, like, on the path to probably being legalized for recreational use. So we're just dealing with, like, the last few years where it's, like, still illegal, even though, like, it's probably not going to be. And it's, like, can we just, like, skip to the part where it's not? So, like, we we can, like, not get arrested for something that's, like, not really a big deal anymore. Mm Mm-hmm. So there are a lot of, like, conceptions about, like, how people tend to develop when they're in college. And, like, everybody becomes very, like, radical and, like, like liberal and, like, Mm -hmm. angry or something. And, like, very into, like, philosophy or, like, you know, just, like, various, like, ideas of um, what happens once you're living on your own for the first time. And, like, how have you noticed that you've, like developed and changed emotionally well, like, in terms of like the political and philosophical stuff you mentioned I think I definitely went through like that you know radicalization like during high school yeah like I got pretty like liberal and into politics and like into philosophy and stuff like that in high school and so then I came to college and for one thing everyone a lot of people I've met are like conservative or moderates which yeah. I'm not being used to surrounded by so I don't think I'm trying to see if I can, like, liberalize any of them, but I don't think it's working. I don't think they're going down the typical, like, path of becoming, like, leftist, you Yeah. Know? Uh, but, but, so I don't really think that part of me changed, but I do think I've, like, I don't know, I've become more dependent, uh, independent and, like, sure of myself. And I don't know, I'm, like, starting to, like, really figure out what things interest me. So, like, I don't know, I've, I'm, like, eating healthier. Yeah. I'm, like, working out now. I never worked out in high school. Uh, I'm, like finding like ways to spend my time that are like enjoyable where like in high school like my time was just spent doing homework and then like trying to recover from all the stress of the week so I didn't really have time to like develop you know like hobbies or anything right now I'm like a vegetarian which is new yeah what inspired you to kind of like go on the path of a healthier lifestyle um I'm not really sure like it just kind of happened yeah like I just started I don't know realizing that I was now, like, in charge of what I ate instead of, like, my mom being in charge of what I ate or, like, and I was, like, now in charge of, like, my free time where I could actually, like, go work out and, like, I found out that, like, I liked it more than I thought and I liked eating healthier food more than I, like, thought I would. Right. What were, what are some of, like, your new hobbies now that you're, like, a real person? Well, uh, I'm doing boxing now. I mean, like, I was... You did that in junior year, though, right? Yeah, like, I did that in... I, like, I did a little bit in junior year, and then, like, senior year I got too busy. Right. And it kind of fell through. So, like, now I actually have time to actually do that. Uh, I, I think I kind of count, like, working out as, like, a hobby. I know a lot of people count it as, like, you know, just something that you're supposed to do. But, yeah. like, that's never been something I've been able to do. So, right now I still, like, consider it, like, you know, an activity that I do. Yeah. Uh, hiking. You yeah. Know, I do hiking now. Um, I know I spend more time doing, like, art stuff and, like, drawing or painting. Yeah. Things like that. 
I really admire you for like doing that because I think that a lot of people who are more in like the STEM field like confine themselves to that and like think that they're like not allowed to mm-hmm. like enjoy artsier interests but you're like going like full-on renaissance woman yeah I I've never really been able to like stick to like one side only people act like it's like one side like either the STEM or the arts and I've always kind of like juggled between the two right I I think you like I don't know I don't think people should like restrain themselves to one no because I but you need both to be well-rounded yeah as like a human and plus I don't know like people who I don't think there are people who just like sit and like read like articles about like different like universe theories I mean sometimes I do well (laughs) you have sent me a few of those before (laughs) But, uh, yeah, like, uh, Lily and Anna, those are, like, two of my roommates. Yeah. They are constantly talking about, like, string theory and, like, different, like, particle theories. And, like, I've never been that aware of stuff like that. So I'm always just like, okay, guys, sure. Sounds yeah. cool. I don't know what they're talking about most of the time. Yeah, when I came to visit you um, in March, I was surprised at, like the like level of intellect and like their conversations like mm-hmm. even when they were like not sober they were like they would like um when Anna was talking about like the diff- like the bubble theory or whatever like that yeah. blew my mind <laughs> no they love talking about bubble theory wait one second I'm gonna try to see like Lily sent me a text the other day that I just was all like okay I trust you and like what you're saying is scientifically accurate but I actually have no idea Yeah, so she texted me and she said, Dark energy explains the multiverse. And then I said, "Uh, Can you explain? And she said, Okay, throwback to string theory. It needs something that defines common sense. There needs to be more dimensions. It's all relative. We need to shrink down to an atomical level. And then I said, I don't completely understand, but I trust you. And she said, Babe, there is an astronomical amount of shapes, and that means that there is an astronomical amount of universes. So I don't know what the fuck she was talking about. Uh, so talk a little bit more about, like, Lily and Anna, and also Maggie. Maggie, yeah. (laughs) Um, so I found, like, Anna on, like, Facebook, and she kind of seemed, like, around the same level of, like, mix of, like, nerdy and also kind of, like, a little bit, I don't know what the term is, like, maybe, like, alternative as me. Yeah, yeah. And so, um, like, I decided to room with her. And then we just kind of got randomly matched with Lily and Maggie, and they both, uh, like, were drawn to each other because they both wanted to, like, rush sororities. And so they were sorority girls, and they are also, like, pre-med, so... Yeah. They got, like, so they got together. Um, Maggie didn't actually end up, like, being in a sorority, but, like, Lily is. She's in something, something Theta. They just call it Theta for short. I don't know what all the rest of the letters are. I, like, I still... She, like name drops like like different greek like either fraternities or sororities all the time and expects me to remember like which combination of greek letters is which one and i like cannot for the life of me there's just too many um well there's like one that like there's these two frats that are like supposed to be very different like we hate one of them and we love one of them i don't but the only thing is there's only like one like difference between them like it's like um it's like one of them's like mu and like one of them's like new or something, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like that's the only difference between the two. 
Yeah, I re- I was at like a party um, after coming home, and like people were like comparing like different like so- like sororities and fraternities like at their like respective colleges, mm-hmm. and I would like try to contribute, and I'm like I don't know, it's like Delta Gamma, but like maybe it's like Gamma Delta or like <laughs> Beta Gamma, like I'm not sure. I've heard of like, Gamma Delta. I think we have one here, and I think I think a it's bad Delta one? Gamma. Delta Gamma? That's what I meant. Okay. Yeah, I think it's, sorry, I think it's Delta Gamma, and I think they're a bad one. I don't know, basically at our, like, like, Lily has all the intel. She's like, okay, don't go to that one, they have a rape room. Don't go to- Oh my god. Yeah, there's like, I don't know which one it is, there's one that, like, they got, like, um, well, back when, like, they used to have, ASU used to have, like, you know, um, fraternity, like, row, like, there used to be a row of just fraternity houses, but then ASU, like, banned that. And so now, like, all the, like, frats just, like, have random houses around the Tempe area. And then, like, they... Why is that banned? Like, if they're just gonna go... Like, why does having all the houses right next to each other... Why is that more dangerous than them being spread out? I don't know. I think it was just the, um... We, like, we got, like, a new president, and he, like, hates Greek life. And I think he was trying to stop, like, the ASU party school, like, reputation. So he was just trying to, like... I don't know why he did that, but, like, that was a strategy. And now they're building, like, a new, like, contained, like, kind of, like, Greek compound where, like, they all, like, live in this one, like, ASU-approved area. But, yes, like, Lily knows, like, which fraternities are, like, bad and which ones are good. Right. But, yeah, there was one that, like, they had, like, a rape room, like, in their old house. That's so bad. Yeah. Was... Is that a pretty big problem at ASU like obviously it's a big problem at every college campus but is that like something that people talked about often like uh I think feeling unsafe at parties and stuff I just know that like I don't actually know how big of a problem it is because I haven't like looked into it but I think part of the reason that the president cracked down on Greek life was because there was that problem with Greek life right a lot of Greek parties specifically and I, like, I only go to these parties with sorority girls. And sorority girls, like, they have, like, developed, like, systems over, like, you know, the years of partying here to, like, kind of prevent that. So, like, I don't know. I never drink jungle juice at frat parties. Mm-hmm. And, like, you know, you never go alone or, like, leave alone or anything like that. I mean, I've heard other, like, at UNT, apparently, like, jungle juice or, like, jungle punch is what they call it. Like, everyone, like drinks and like that's a common thing at parties and no one thinks it's like dangerous but like at ASU like you don't drink it like you you like you're scared of that that's interesting yeah I always drink it and I have at UNT and mm-hmm. UT uh so you went to parties a lot with like sorority girls did that ever like inspire you to maybe join a sorority yourself oh, no definitely not <laughs> I mean like a lot of the girls that I went with like it was like Lily was in a sorority and then she would bring other people from like our floor and like our friend group who weren't in sororities like with her right and so now Anna and Juliana which is another friend of ours they're both planning on like rushing next year and becoming like becoming sorority girls Anna's gonna rush yeah Anna's gonna rush everyone's always surprised that is a little surprising it's like yeah it's like very against like what her personality seems like Anna, like, has, like, the personality of, like, a huge, like, awkward introvert, but she's actually, like, very, like, social and, like, from my impression of her. Yeah. Or at least a lot more social than you'd expect and, like, enjoyable to talk to. Yeah. Yeah, she's just, like, I don't know, she's very into, like, you know, talking about, like, universe theories. And, right. Like, she likes playing, I don't know which games she plays, she likes playing video games, so she is, like, kind of nerdy like that, but she does, I don't know. 
also get along with people. Yeah. And you're rooming with her next year. Yeah. But not with the others. No, because Lily wants to, like, room with uh, sorority people. Right. So she's, like, in the same building as us, just, like, a few floors up. But, yeah, like, we're not rooming together. And then Maggie, there was a lot of problems, and none of us really got along with Maggie, so she's not rooming with any of us. Yeah. Was it harder or easier than expected to live in a dorm? Um, I think it was, like, I guess, I don't really had a lot of expectations going in, but I think it wasn't really that hard. I mean, like, especially since, like, two of the girls I roomed with are now, like, my best friends at that, like, university or in that area, you Yeah, know? I think that you got kind of lucky in that regard, because a lot yeah. of people just, like, say hello and goodbye to their roommate, and then, like, have to, like, they eat lunch together for the first week, and then have to find, like, other friends. Yeah. But. I don't know, we got really close. The one problem was that, like, you know, there was, like, a lot of issues on, like, Lily and Maggie's side of the dorm. Like, right. they had a lot of problems, and I was, like, really lucky that me and Anna didn't really have that like me and Anna like we don't we didn't really like sex style each other and we're both kind of like messy in the same way so it wasn't really that you mean like physically like yeah physically yeah we were we were not okay Lily and Maggie probably hate me and Anna for like how we weren't good at cleaning but I mean I was like better than Anna which is the first time like I've ever been at like cleaner than anybody because I've always been like the messiest and then now I, like, I lived with Anna, and she was, like, way worse than me. So yeah. it made me look good by comparison, so I, I liked that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. How's that going to bode for you next year? Well, we live in separate, like, rooms. Like, I shared a room with her this year. Right. But next year we're going to be in separate rooms. So however, like, messy she makes her room, it's not really, like, or her bathroom, because we all have our own bathrooms. Like, that's not a problem to me. The only thing is I'm going to have to make sure she doesn't, like, mess up the kitchen. Because I know she's, like, she's taking a Greek, like, cooking class. That's so fun. Yeah, so she's going to be, like, making a lot of meals. So I'm going to need to make sure she actually, like, cleans her dishes cleans the and dishes. stuff. Yeah. And also, she kind of has a problem where she sometimes, like, takes other people's, like, stuff or borrows it without asking. So I'm going to have to watch out for that. Because if I'm having, like, all my food, like, in the kitchen, you know? Yeah, And if obviously. I like, buy my own food, I want to, like, you know, eat it. Are you excited to, like, live completely, like, on your own? Because I feel like dorm is, like, practice, but now you're, like, going for it. Yeah, because next year is, like, apartment style. Yeah. I'm, like, really excited, especially since now that I have a kitchen, I can actually, like, start cooking my own meals, which I think will be really fun. Yeah. Because, like, I've been kind of cooking my own meals. I'm starting to cook, like, this summer, and I've, yeah. like, never really cooked before, so I'm, like, trying out new things this summer that I've never done. Yeah. And so hopefully next year I'll be able to, like, make my own meals and, like, you know, meal prep and stuff like that. Yeah, you're doing a lot that you just, like, have completely, like, never done before. Yeah, I don't know why it was. Just, like, I went to, like, college and just, like, my lifestyle just, like, changed. I just, like, changed who I am. Mm -hmm. I think that's the also thing about college is that you're no longer surrounded by people who know you. So you can, like, stop, you can be whoever you want to be and there's no one around being all, like, hey. This is unlike you. Yeah. Yeah. And so, like, once I got, like, now that I'm back, like, it's kind of hard because, like, my mom has, like, this preconceived idea of what I'm like and, like, so, like, she still treats me the same as who I used to be, but I'm not exactly who I used to be, so it's yeah. kind of difficult. That makes sense. Did you try to, like, try things that were as different from the old you as possible, or did you just, like, go towards whatever was fun, and then you realized, like, oh, hey, this is actually, like, quite different? Uh, I think I kind of, like, went in, like, with an idea of, like, who I've always wanted to be and, like, what I've always wanted to do, but never, like, had the courage or had the time or had, like, the energy to actually attempt to do. Yeah. And then this time I actually just, like, had kind of, like, a clean slate, and I was like, I'm just going to try these things when I have time, and then they just stuck. How would you describe that version of yourself, the one that you were always, like, looking toward? 
I guess I always did want to be someone who was like healthy and like fit and I don't know I guess another difference is like more environmentally like conscious which I'm like working on right now right it's not like entirely there I mean like right now I'm drinking from something that has like a plastic straw you yeah know? so that's Where's not your metal straw it's coming like in like September like I pre-ordered it I like pre-ordered a, a like a portable straw that you put on your key ring so you don't have to like get plastic straws anymore that's genius yeah like having it on a key ring yeah that's extremely portable I have um, metal silverware in my bag right now. Mmm, smart. Like, I have, like, some straws, like, at my home, but I never remember to bring them out with me. Right. Also, you carry pretty small purses. Yeah, true. Have you bought, like, a bamboo toothbrush yet? No, I need to do that. I saw, like, a video about that, and I was like, but I already, like, have a toothbrush, so, like, why am I ever going to buy another one? And I forgot that, like, you're supposed to replace your toothbrush, like... How long has it been since you replaced your toothbrush? I bought a new one, like, right before I left for school. Okay, But, like, the one before that, I've had for too long. Yeah, I, I, I think I brush, like, a little harder than some people, so I go through toothbrushes, like, faster, because, like, I bend the bristles, you know? Mm. But yeah, so like... In that case, you shouldn't buy a toothbrush that has pig hair bristles, because those are not as sturdy. Oh, damn, you know your shit. Yeah, I was watching... I've been watching a lot of, like, zero-waste beauty product videos, because I think that that's, like, the hardest way to become zero-waste. Like, especially with for, like, hair and stuff. Yeah. Because I'm, like, very particular about what I need in my hair to, like, make it look how I want. Mm -hmm. And so... And I feel like homemade products tend to be, like, not quite as, like, sturdy, for lack of a better word. Mm -hmm. So I've been, like, researching a lot. I'm, like, also trying to experiment with, like, my skincare and my hair care routine right now. Because, like, I've always just, like, used what my mom bought me. And so now I'm, like, trying to, like, do other things. Like, one thing that I didn't even realize until I got to college when I started looking it up is that you're not supposed to use any, like, hair care or skincare products that have, like, a sulfate yeah. in them. And the ones that my mom had been buying me for years had sulfate. So really? now, Yeah. Especially if you get a perm, no sulfates. Yeah, especially for, like, colored and curly hair. Mm. And my hair isn't, like, curly, but it's kind of, like, wavy. Yeah. And, like, I want to try to emphasize that. I don't want it to, like, you know, flatten out. Right. So. so, overall, do you think that the year went better than you thought it would? Or was it harder than you thought it would be? Um, I think it went better than I thought it would. I mean, I also, I was kind of worried about like if I would actually get involved like with my major and stuff and I actually have like um I'm now the event coordinator for the biomedical engineering society yeah and I like I attend like society women engineers stuff but I'm not that involved in that and I was like kind of involved in like this um neural control of motion lab and so I like went in and I thought like I was gonna not be able to really get involved because I'm not really that like um like extroverted or like confident so I kind of have problems like talking to like professors or like getting involved that way so I was worried that I would just like kind of like go through my classes and then not actually like do the extra stuff that like you know I need to do for like career prep right but I actually have started doing that so that's good what are ways that you still feel like you need to grow in um I think I definitely need to grow on like actually doing my homework and work at like reasonable times instead of like the last minute Um, I need to actually, I need to find, the lab I'm involved with, I need to find, like, one that I'm more passionate and interested about and, like, get a little more involved, because I haven't really done a lot with that lab right now. I'm, like, attending meetings, but I haven't really started working on experiments or anything like that. Mm -hmm. Um, 
Well, we like, we kind of talked about this the other day, but like now for like the podcast, talk a little bit about like your anxieties with like your major and like what direction you want to go in. Oh yeah, I'm still not totally sure if this is like the direction that I want to go in, like biomedical engineering, because I kind of went this way because I was either going to do like neuroscience as a major or biomedical engineering as a major. And so I went with biomedical engineering and I'm doing like a double major in neuroscience. But the thing is, is I think that like a lot of my interests are on more like high level conceptual stuff, like the concepts of like how neuroscience like works and like the big ideas. And I like the ideas for their own worth and I'm not really that good at implementing ideas and making them into things. And then biomedical engineering is really based on the things that you make on those ideas. Right. And in, in the neuroscience lab I'm in, it's like really focused on the small level details of what like what makes up like neuroscience and the small level things and the experiments. And like again, like I'm really interested in like the higher level or like the more big general ideas. Yeah. Like you like the fields and you like the grander like vision of it, but like a lot of the jobs that connect to it are really like focused on like the banal. Yeah. I like I don't know if I can like I like I've always been very academic oriented and I like learning new things. And I've never really gotten a chance to like implement that learning into objects or into like products. And I'm not sure if I'm like good at that. And I don't know, a lot of the jobs I'd go into, I don't know if I want to go into a job where just, like, every day is, like, exactly the same. And I'm just doing, like, I'm just pouring over just, like, specific numbers or I'm just pouring, or I'm just, like, doing something that's very, like, organizational or administrative instead of, like, researching, like, ideas. Yeah. You didn't really take, like, many, like, CTE courses in high school, right? Like, ones that were geared toward, like, practicing, like a job or a skill like you kind of just went into like a bunch of different AP courses yeah I wonder if that has something to do with it that you're just like haven't spent as much time like gearing toward like exploring those types of things yeah I don't think I have I mean like I was in um the robotics club in middle school oh yeah but it was like such a big club that only like a few people actually did the robotics part and so I was on like the more like marketing team which is like a part of the competition is where you have to like market your product so I didn't even really get involved in actual like robotics in that time yeah and I had like one of my this year I had like my first classes were like our like major program path like really focuses on trying to get us designing products really early so we kind of started doing that and I, I mean I didn't do that bad but I'm not sure if it's like what I'm talented at or like what like my passion is for is what we like what we did right do you feel like you're almost considering like a different major or are you still just figuring out how to like make this one work I think I'm going to try to wait and see for, like, the, when I start actually taking, like, neuroscience classes, and I'm going to, like, test out more labs and see how that goes, mm-hmm. but I'm also, like, I don't know if, like, I really, I don't want to try to change, because I've kind of already, like, invested myself into this major, because I've gotten involved, like, in the clubs that are involved with that, you know, I'm, like, in, like, really integral in the biomedical engineering society, like, I've really put myself in there. So I don't really know if I want to, like, start all over with a new major and, like, a new career path. But you don't have to, like, stay in just out of, like, obligation because it's easier. I'm just saying that I want to, like, make sure I'm positive before I, like, change. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, also, like, I had, like, several, like, professors would, like, make comments to me about how they think I should be doing, like, this career or, like, this major instead. And, like, that really confused me because, like, I was like, maybe I should be doing that. Like, I had, like, um, 
a biology teacher who was like, oh yeah, you had like, you did like really amazing on the final and you had like the best grades in the class. Maybe you should be doing like this sort of biology major. And then I also had like an English teacher that was all like, I was surprised to find out you were like, you know, like a STEM and like biomedical engineering person because it sounds like you're more of like an arts and like language and like things like that like type of major. Yeah. I remember like first semester though, you kind of often would like text like our group message and talk about how like your classes were like a lot harder than like you expected and like how you were kind of like not getting like the grades you wanted but do you feel like by the end you like you feel comfortable with like the academic rigor yeah I mean my grades aren't as good as in high school but I think that's the trend with like most people yeah and I mean like that's kind of like what happened when I like decided to spend more time like bettering other aspects of myself other than like academics um, but I also, like, I think I was kind of freaking out because, like, on the day-to-day, what my grades looked like was not good, but then when they all came together for the actual, like, my GPA letter, like, letter grade, they actually, like, were a lot different than what it looked like. Yeah. Because I think I just didn't, hadn't really gotten the grasp of how, like, college grading worked yet. So, like, my end GPA, like, I'm fine with, I'm happy with it. Yeah. And I think it was that, like, a lot of my classes are harder than, um, in high school, but... I, like, adapted to that, you know? Yeah, that makes sense. Also, I think a lot of people say that, like, my major is, like, one of the harder ones at ASU. Yeah, I'm sure that's true. Um, well, shifting gears, one of the things we've not talked about yet is how you were in a long-distance relationship. Huh? Yes, I am. <laughs> and, well, not any, not right now. Not right now, <laughs> but, I mean, like, we're, it's, like, it's long-distance relationship for, like, well, 70% of the year. Yeah. You know? Um, was that harder or easier than you expected well actually you guys weren't even really planning to do that right no like we started out the year or like whenever we left for I left for college I left for college like two or three weeks before he had to yeah and so we like decided we were gonna like break up for like college because we had heard other people like in high school saying that they were gonna stay together and we had like laughed at them the entire time I said that you made fun of me yeah we made made fun of all of them we're like those fucking idiots trying to stay together in college (laughs) and then so we were like yeah we're gonna break up because we're not idiots and then so like we did but then we like kept like texting all the time and, like, so even though, like, technically we weren't addressing the fact that we were dating, we were not looking to date other people, and we were continuing to, like, text and Skype each other. So eventually we were just, like, we're still dating. Like, yeah. we're definitely still dating. Um, yeah, and then he came and visited me a few times. I still haven't gone down and visited, like, his college. Yeah. So. But that's more because of, like, means, not because of lack of interest, right? Yeah. What were, like, some days that made it hard or that were like rougher to get through regarding that um well I guess like he didn't like we weren't together for like things like my birthday or like Valentine's Day and that was like a little sad but he like sent me we both sent each other like Valentine's Day gifts and stuff like that um but I mean just in general it's not like one specific day that's hard it's just kind of like every day like having to like you know make sure you keep in touch and like keep each other like involved in your life even though you're like not actually physically there right you have to make more of like a conscious effort to like show love yeah and that's kind of a strange concept that we've (laughs) discussed before yeah but like were you willing to do that like 
find new ways to like show that you were like still thinking about him yeah I think it was like it was really easy like at least the first semester to like stay on top of that because it wasn't really like that much of an effort there was still like there was more conflicts than when you're together because people get their feelings hurt more easily over just like text because you're like hey I feel like I'm texting you more than you're texting me or like you know you're not responding as quickly as I'm responding and like I don't feel like I'm getting as much like you know emotional attention as I'm used to getting that's a good point like with in-person relationships like I feel like you never have to fight about like who's talking to the other person more yeah but like in texting like that's always a thing like oh are we like even yeah why was it harder second semester I don't know things are just like after like such a like we saw each other over winter break and then we went back to like you know being long distance I think it was just like the time and effort like you have like a lot of like it requires like a lot of like emotional energy to keep that up over text when you like also have all the physical problems of your life happening like you're like I have like a test this week and like oh my roommates are fighting so you have to deal with that and then also having to like make sure you stay on top of like texting and like keeping that part of the relationship and so like after like a while of it happening it just like it's I feel like it gets harder yeah Max doesn't think that it gets harder but it I felt like it did yeah and also you were changing a lot yeah there's also a problem where Max doesn't think he's changed a lot over the like year but like I like changed a lot Uh uh-huh so like we weren't sure whether we were still like compatible with like all the changes that I've made Mm mm-hmm and how did you guys address that just like take it day by day yeah and see if you guys were still like finding interest in each other yeah I mean we haven't really talked about it since we got back like we haven't really like had a conversation like oh do we think we're still compatible we've just been kind of like you know chilling chilling hanging out do you think there's one do uh I don't think so I think it's fine that's good would you like suggest it to other people now like yeah go ahead and try long distance um some people keep asking me about that like I since I like I'm in a long distance relationship so many people who are like considering it like come to me as like an expert I'm like I've only been doing this for like a year like I don't think it's like I'm the expert on this but like I think you really have to have like a have already been dating for a while for it to work because like okay both Lily and Maggie asked me about if they should do long distance relationship with guys that they weren't already dating and then they wanted to start long distance relationships with and I was like I don't think that's a good idea because if you guys don't already like have an established relationship for like I was dating Max for like like six or seven months or something before we started doing long distance so we already had like you know a foundation to build on right but then they're asking about like people that they don't already have like that foundation with so I'm like I don't think that's gonna work so at this point have you guys been together longer doing long distance than not oh I don't actually know it's a it's probably about half and half at this point yeah probably that's interesting I mean we don't really have we don't really have like a a, an established one specific start to our relationship so I'm not really sure you know yeah because also you guys dated middle school so you could be dating for like (laughs) five years (laughs) well I don't think that would count because he had like a different girlfriend in there so was he like cheating (laughs) on me (laughs) You're right. That doesn't quite that doesn't quite work. We like weren't talking for years. Can you imagine like a relationship where like for like two years of it you guys didn't talk to each other? That just sounds like a marriage to me. Girl. (laughs) So are there any like specific things that you want to focus on and like improve on in the like I know you talked about areas where you need to grow, but like are there set things that like you're excited to go and do when you get back? One thing is, I don't think I got to, like, explore as much of the, like, 
Tempe and Arizona area as like I wanted to. For one thing is like I'm gonna I'm as close now like in Tempe I'm as close to the Grand Canyon as I probably like ever will be like living in my life. That's true. And it's only like a like a few hour drive. And so I know some people who did like weekend trips there and I never like got around to doing that and I definitely want to. Also there's like Tempe Town Lake and so there's like and the Salt River. So there's like lots of opportunities for like doing like water based things, you know, like tubing and stuff that I really want to like get into. Yeah. So just continuing to live your life in your new place. Yeah. Would you like to stay there after you graduate? No, I don't think I want to. <laughs> really? There's not really anything like against it. I just don't want to. I don't know. I know like Lily like wants to like there's like this rich neighborhood or this rich town called Scottsdale and like Lily wants to become like a Scottsdale MILF. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, she like her It would fit her well. Yeah. Yeah, like, you know, like, Lily is, like, really intellectually based, and she was originally pre-med, but she's changed, and now she's, like, a math major, and she's just, like, very, like, I don't know, analytically minded, but then when you talk to her about, like, what she wants to do, she, like, wants to be, like, you know, like, a soccer mom. Like, she wants to be, like, someone who, like, stays at home and, like, drinks wine and, like, picks up the kids from yeah. their things. which Goes like to Marg Mondays and... Yeah. Yeah. Which is just totally, like, such a foreign idea to me, because, like, I... I don't know, because, like, I'm also, like, you know, mathematically minded and, like, intellectually minded, and, like, I could never imagine just, like, living my life day to day without having, you know, like, um, a vocation that is based on that. Yeah. So, what do you, what kind of, like, adult life are you envisioning for yourself right now? Um, I'm probably going to be, like, you know, a professor and, like, doing research. Mm -hmm. So, I think I realized that, like, even though I have, like, kind of, like, this love-hate with, like, academia, where... Like, I don't know, it, like, it's hard and difficult, and it frustrates me, and I'm not good at, like, keeping up with, like, doing it, but, like, I also, like, love it, and I don't think I could actually, like, live a fulfilling life without staying in academia. Yeah, it's been really, like, intertwined with, like, yourself for, like, a long time. Yeah, and every time, like, over the years, every time, like, I'll go to school during the year, and then when the summer, when I don't have that anymore... I, like, kind of fall apart, because, like, I need, I well, for one thing is I need, like, structure and order to, like, keep my life together, but besides that, I just, like, even though while I'm in the middle of, like, my classes and stuff, like, I hate it, I actually do, in general, like, love, love it, and I love learning, and so I'm gonna be, like, a professor, and, like, I'll use my free time to do research, and, like, the whole thing with being a professor is that you kind of get to choose what research you do instead of being, like, defined by, like, what your company is, like, trying to make as if you go into, like, industry, and so I think that's, like, where I would be. I wouldn't make a lot of money, but I think I'd be, like, you know, intellectually um, satisfied. Yeah. What about the, the teaching aspect? Like, do you look forward to, like, sharing your knowledge with youngins? I'm not sure. I don't really have any, like, teaching experience. Maybe that's bad that I'm, like, looking for something that, like, that would probably be a lot of my time. But I think, I don't know, I think I would like to have, like, conversations with, like, the younger generation that's, like, in my field. Yeah, because if you're a professor, then you're with people that are engaged and intelligent. Like, it's not like you're talking to second graders. Yeah. And I don't know, I'd just be, like, I'd probably just be, like, relaying to them information that, like, I've already learned. And I don't think that would be... I don't know, I I think I'd be fine with that. I mean, it's not exactly, like, intellectually stimulating just relaying information you've already learned, but it's not, like, awful. Yeah. Um, so you talked a little bit about how you, like, hung out with, like, Lily and Anna and how they're your closest friends there, Mm -hmm. but, like, do you think, did, 
did you spend very much energy on like keeping in touch with like friends at home and like do you feel like you're closer with your college friends or your like high school friends um I think the weird thing is I was kind of wondering about that and I think in one way it's kind of like equal and like how like the the relationships are kind of like parallel to each other where, like, I feel, like, really close to, like, you and Gage and Max. You guys are, like, my closest friends here. Right. But I still, like, text, like, Lily and Anna, like, every day. And, like, we give each other updates on our life. And we still, like, stay connected. Yeah. So it's just, like, it's not, like, one <clears throat> is more prominent than the other. It's just that they're, like, in different places, like, in my life. Like, different, like, geographical locations, for one thing. Well, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then also... I kind of had the same thing in both places where there's, like, a larger group of people that, like, I hang out with, but I don't really feel close to, and I'm just kind of, like, in hangouts with them. So, like, I have a group of people like that here, and I also have a group of people like that at um, college. And so those people, like, the ones at college that I, like, I hung out with but weren't really close to, I'm probably not going to talk to any of them, like, again. Like, they still, like, people still say things, like, in our group chat but it's like, I don't know. I don't really feel that connected to them. Even when you go back to Arizona, you're not going to see them again? Probably not. Like, most of the reason that we were friends with those people is because we all lived on the same floor together. And, mm-hmm. like, that's kind of what, like, bound us together. Right. And so some of them, like, got close. So they're going to still hang out with each other. But I think the whole big group is not going to. Because now we live spread, up, spread out across, like, several buildings, you know? Yeah. That makes sense. I'm going to, I think I'm going to still hang out with, like, Lily and Anna for sure. We're going to, like, try to. I mean, Anna's, like, lives with me, but, like, Lily, like, you know, she's gonna be, like, kind of more involved with sorority stuff, but we're still, like, trying to make plans to, like, like, do meal prepping together and, like, I don't know, go to the gym together and stuff like that, Mm -hmm. and then I also had this friend, Juliana, that I didn't really get close with until, like, the last semester and, like, later in the semester, and then we got really close, but we haven't really been keeping as much, like, over um the summer because like I don't really have a lot to say to her because we don't really have as much of a friendship foundation, so I hope we can, like, kind of, like, bounce back and become friends or become keep on our path of friendship like next semester yeah do you feel like um you are choosing friendships in the same way that you used to or is that kind of like something new like you're going about it in a new way now that you're in a new place choosing friendships yeah like picking friends like based off of like the same criteria and like looking for the same like level of like emotional support versus like just like fun in the people that you're choosing I think with, like, a lot of my new friendships in college, a lot of them was just because of, like, proximity. Like, these are the people that I saw the most often. Because I'm not, I'm kind of, like, shy, so I haven't really been able to, like, make friends from people just, like, in classes or anything. Because I don't really, like, I'm not good at, like, talking to people um, when I, like, first meet them. So most of, the, most of the ways that I make friends is that I'm just kind of, like, there in their friend group, like, because I was already friends with someone else. And then they slowly, we start talking to each other and eventually become friends. Um, but yeah, a lot of the, a lot of the people I hang out with, like, in college are, like, less, they don't have exactly the same, like, interests or views as me. Like, in high school, like, everyone I was friends with had, like, the same, like, political views and, like, existential and, like, life views as each other. And, like, we were taking, like, you know, similar classes. So we had, like, a lot in common that way. And we were also, like, you know, emotionally, like, supportive of each other. But, like, the people, like, I'm talking to in high, in college, like, have, like, a lot of different life views than me so that's kind of like a struggle sometimes when I want to we want to talk about our different views but they're like very different yeah but we still like have fun hanging out with each other and we're still like emotionally supportive yeah like, yeah so it's like kind of different I'm like kind of learning to like how to deal with people who like disagree with me on like some fundamental things yeah like p- 
political stuff. Yeah, like that. Like I said, like so many of them are conservatives and moderates. Mm-hmm. I don't like. I know you're supposed to be friends with people with like any political affiliation, but like, in I think like we're kind of people that think that that's like very grounded in like morals and like who you are as a person. Yeah. So like, how do you like? deal with that and like allow like their bad opinion to exist with like your good opinion of them (laughs) um I mean like we have conversations about it and I just kind of like I don't like I don't try to hide what my views are I mean I think in the beginning of the year I was kind of a little more quiet about it because like people would like be saying like what they think about like economic situations I'd just be kind of like be quiet because I'm like I don't want to like antagonize these people right now I'm like a little more open about it and then we just kind of like I don't know we don't we have these, like, we have arguments about it, but we don't, like, let it affect, like, our friendship or anything. It yeah. just kind of, like, keeps going. And I think a lot of it is, I kind of understand, like, why they have the views based off of, like, where they came from in their home like home life and, like, their previous economic situations. So it kind of, like, makes sense to me, like, why they follow these ideas. Yeah. More, like, empathetic and understanding of, like, their backgrounds. Yeah. Um. So people love to give college kids advice like when they're going into college about like Mm -hmm. oh like back in my day like this is how it was and you're gonna like be like this and like blah 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 blah. so like what like advice do you remember like using and then like do you remember any pieces that ended up to be like bullshit and like oh like everybody says this but it's like not true um that's interesting I need to remember what advice people gave me. I honestly probably didn't really listen when people try to give me advice. Yeah, I'm trying to think. I feel like a lot of people talked about, like, you know, staying on top of your work and stuff like that. And, like, I listened to that. I'm like, yeah, I should do that, but I didn't, you know? Yeah. Like, I just kind of kept with the same, like, path that I was already doing with, like, my work ethic and yeah. stuff. Um, I also feel like a lot of people said to make sure you, like, get involved. And I think I did do a good job of, like, getting involved. And I would, like, suggest that to people because, like... I don't know what I would do if, like, I just went to classes and then, like, spent the rest of my time, like, doing nothing. I mean, I really, I really try to take advantage of, like, around, like, the Barrett area, they'd have, like, lots of, like, signs and posters of being, like, oh, we're having, like, you know, a craft night this night, or we're doing this, like, this night, or, like, this person is coming and speaking, or we're showing, like, this, like, documentary or movie, and whenever I had time, I would try to, like, do those, because there's not going to really be another time in my life where I'm going to have, like, so many like free events and like opportunities like that that I really want to do plus it's like a fun break from like doing homework so like I don't know like one thing that I learned a lot about just from those things is about like the more about like the border situation like specifically in Arizona because we live so far from the border here that we don't really think about like the the actual day-to-day reality of like what's going on with the uh, U.S. Mexico border like of course we like know the big policy stuff and like we're like liberal so we you know support like immigration pathways and like where we oppose like border control right um so like I kind of like learned like a lot more about that like there's like a lot more going there that a lot of people don't think about like on the day-to-day basis like one thing like in Arizona they um because they like have now started putting more border patrol officers in certain locations that like people usually like pass through when they were like um immigrating that now a lot of them are now forced to go through like the Arizona desert and like thousands of people are dying like every year and like no one's really like addressing that and so there's like um non-profit organizations that just go and their job is to they put like water in certain places for those people who are going through or they like go and they try to find like bodies so like the like families at home can have like some peace of mind. Yeah. But that is actually a lot of things they're doing. They're like 
fighting the border patrol police on that and like some of them like what they're doing like just putting water out is like sometimes considered like illegal where there's like a professor at um asu who got arrested and might be facing 20 years in prison because he's one of the people who's putting water out really yeah that's wild i mean also in the arizona desert there's like a lot of like military training sites and they drop bombs there so like also that's like another cause of like death in that area when Mm -hmm. people are immigrating because like there used to be like a very easy path where like i mean like historically in america when like people immigrate either like legally or illegally they usually go straight to like major cities and hubs and all their pathways to those major cities and hubs where it's like kind of safe for them to go have been cut off where they're now having to like go through like really like inhospitable land and like two like small areas where it's like more dangerous for them yeah it's good that you're paying attention to like the things going on in your new place yeah I feel like some people like they go to their college and they're like only involved in university life like they don't really care about like the greater world that they're like becoming a part of around it or like the city or like state or whatever and but I I don't know I mean this isn't like a like a universal truth but like to me I think it's like really important that you like understand the environment that you're in so yeah I think it's also great that ASU like is trying to educate people about this like they have like a lot of opportunities to learn stuff about that that's also kind of where I started learning or like focusing more environmental stuff is because they have things where like they have like a Barrett sustainability club and they have like documentaries like I watched a documentary um just about um how like climate change is affecting a lot of like industries that are based in like you know weather certain like weather-based industries like you know like skiing and stuff like that right which is like it's not really that big of a deal to be concerned about like whether or not the skiing industry is going to fail because of climate change because we're all probably going to die because of climate change right but it's just kind of seeing like how what companies can do to try to change how they affect the environment yeah and like i don't know i've kind of like heard more about like arizona politics which i can't actually vote there so like a lot of people petition me or like will try to like hand me like get me to sign petitions or like try to get me to like say i'm gonna vote for something i'll be like i can't vote i don't well, you, not a resident here. You can't. Oh, I don't think. I think probably now I can. I think I because live long you'll enough. be living in an apartment too. Yeah. So I don't. I don't actually know what the rules are. I think I could, but I'm still trying to like. I'm voting in Texas like this year, like in this November. I'm going to be like doing a write-in vote in Texas. Right. So I just have to decide which one I want to vote for. You know. Mm-hmm. Well, those are all my questions. Is there anything else that you just like are dying to talk about? Um, I don't know. Okay. I'm trying to decide how much you should talk about, like, you know, partying and drugs and stuff. So it's like, who's going to listen to this, you know? Anybody could. It's on iTunes. Yeah. Well, thanks so much, Kenzie, for sitting down and chatting with me and for being my first kind of, like, guinea pig guest. Nice. Um, uh, it's... I'm glad to be here. Thanks. <laughs> I don't know how to do a closing yet. That's like a classic thing that people always figure out when they're first starting to create media. So, goodbye. <laughs> goodbye. <laughs>